for you to be God. God, I just thank you. I'm so gracious, God. I am just so gracious, God. Oh, God, I just say thank you. Thank you, God. We just don't thank you enough. God, we're out to get, but we're not out to give thanks unto you, God. God, you said let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. So, God, I'm just thanking you. I'm just praising you, God. While I have a chance, while breath is in my body, God, I want to give you glory. I want to give you honor. God, I want to give you some praise, God. God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that he's our comforter. He's our helper. He walks alongside of us. He's our teacher. So, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. I cannot do it by myself. And now, Father, I'm so grateful that I have come to know. I have come to understand that I have been crucified with Christ. It's not about me, God. It's all about you. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And God, you shall get the glory. You shall get all the honor. You shall get all the praise, God. So I thank you that as I open my mouth to teach your people, God, you have already filled it. Have your way, God, in the midst of your people. Open their hearts, God, so they will be able to hear, understand, and perceive, God, what you're bringing forth today. I bind every form of confusion in this place, and I loose the peace of God. I bind pride, and I loose humility in this place. In Jesus' name, I bind jealousy, and I loose love in this place. In Jesus' name, thank you that we're one body but many members, God, and we're going to come together, united, God, in you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back. Where have we been? Amen. Let's travel the land again. I want to start back with Luke 4. 43. Thank God for his word. His word is what brings us life. Luke 4, 43. I'm reading out the King James Version. You may hear me reading out the expanded today or the easy um, reading version, but we in King James. 43 said, and he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. You may be seated. I'm talking about sent to preach the kingdom of God. God has me, have me teaching on the kingdom. And the reason why he had me teaching on the kingdom is because we are kingdom people. We are from above and not from this earth. So our life should reflect where we are from. We always tell people, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm filled. And Evangelist Newton on that other part, filled with the Holy Ghost. We always tell people that, but our lives does not, it do not reflect what we're saying. Anything that we say that come out of our mouths, we should be living what we say. Have y'all noticed when we were in the world and how we spoke things, people knew where we were from. People actually knew what family we were from because they knew that those families cut up like that. You, When I was in school, they say, you don't mess with Maple Hill. You don't mess with Curry. They were having wars. Curry and Maple Hill were fighting. You don't know where I'm from. I'm from the hill. I see you, Thea, peeping. This is what people would say because they say you can't come over here in our area and our territory and act any kind of way because we're going to check you. So people knew who their rivalry was and they knew that they couldn't just come up in a place and cut up and act any kind of way. I believe daddy can tell you about how Walkertown was and how they just couldn't come up in Walkertown and act any kind of way. The Walkers had a name and they carried a name. And by them carrying that name when my son grew up and he heard the stories concerning the Walker men and he would get in trouble. His excuse would be, mama, I got to carry on the name. I say, no, you're going to sit down. So see, this is how people are raised. They, they hear things and, and the enemy put it in their minds that you got to be like they were because, you know, they look like they were uh, wild or all them carrying the guns on one side. You don't walk up on me. I pull one out on you, you know, and all of this. We have to know where we're from. And Jesus knew why he was sent. 
He was sent to preach the kingdom. Jesus was sent to proclaim the good news, the showing forth the glad tidings of the kingdom. That showing forth is the good news concerning the kingdom of God. People were saying the good news, it is the gospel, but it was the kingdom. Jesus was proclaiming the kingdom. He was bringing the kingdom to earth. He was showing people how the kingdom of heaven was and God wanted his kingdom of heaven to be here on earth. We as the people of God that are born again, that have accepted Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior should be doing the same thing. We should let people know that there is another kingdom. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We do not do what the world does. The kingdom that we're in is a backwards kingdom. It is backwards. It is not like the world is. So Jesus was bringing God's way of doing things, God's way of being. No matter how bad it looked, no matter what came in on the scene, Jesus brought the kingdom of God above that. And the first thing you got to know is God is king of kings. He is Lord of Lords. He is the one and true living God. And that's where we miss it. So many people are serving other gods. And this is why when you go places, they will put God in the midst of their gods. Because they want to serve all gods. But God is the one and true living God. This is why in the in the Bible it tells us that he's El El Yon. He is the most high God. When you go in Psalms chapter 90, it tells you that God existed. He's Jehovah. He existed before anything or anybody exists. He stands alone. Nobody created God. So when we know that he's the one and true and living God, then we should not be worshiping other gods. People say, what are you saying? I'm only worshiping God. I beg you to differ. If you look into your money to save you, that's your God. If you look into your husband or your wife or your job or your children to save you, that's your God. Whomever you give more time to is your God. So people don't recognize that, but the enemy, know he will take you away from the one and true living God by you doing things more with those gods than you're doing with God. When you know who God is, when you begin to get to know God, that he's the one and true and living God, you don't want to serve no other God. And this is what we supposed to bring to people. We supposed to let people know about El El Yon, the most high God. When we go back to Genesis, and I always start there, and the reason being is because Genesis show us the way God wanted things to be. It said that God created. It was God. It was um, El Ohim. That means he's the creator there. He created everything. No one else did that but God. You have to know that he's the most high God. He's the only true and living God. But you have to also know him as the creator. The one who created everything. The one who made everything. Without him, nothing was made. Let's let's really get that deep into us. Without him... Nothing that was made would be made. Man is trying to take credit for what God already done. So when we go into the word of God, it says that he made the thrones. He made dominions. He made everything. This was God's doing. So we have to look to God because he's the creator. Have y'all ever ordered a product and that product does not function well? I say Max, a MacBook. If that MacBook does not function well, you have to go back to Apple. You're not going to go to Dell. Because Dell will not know what Apple, the ones that made Apple, they will not know how that product worked like the Apple people would know. So you're going to go to Apple and you're going to ask them questions about what's wrong with this MacBook. And they should be able to answer those questions. But let me forewarn you, this is the problem. Nowadays, they supposed to train people how to answer those questions. And I'm going to get deep into this, y'all, because what happens is when you're trained, just like us, we have to be trained to know who we are now that we're in Christ. Some of us don't even know who we are now that we're in Christ. So we don't know how to carry ourselves by that new identity that we supposed to be. So when you call into those Apple people, have y'all noticed they have a person that will ask, 
ask you what's going on. First of all, they have an automatic system. And you have to tell them the serial number and all that. And then they will transfer you. When they transfer you to that person and you begin to talk to them about your problem, guess what happens? If they cannot answer the problem, they refer you to somebody that's higher than they are, that have more experience than they do with that product. Have y'all experienced that? Then if they transfer you to that person and they try to work through it and they can't get it done, then they say, we're going to have to get with the team. We're going to have to get with these people and we'll get back with you once we figure out what's going on. So they, they have like um, the, little, the, the little man, the one that answers the phone, then they keep going up the ladder. So what I'm saying is, even in the kingdom of God, the reason why we miss God and we miss what God is doing, because some of us don't want to be taught. We don't want nobody telling us everything we think. And, and yes, the Holy Spirit can teach you, but God puts you up under teachers. He puts you up under the fivefold. He put you up under people that he knew that he could entrust to bring out some things maybe you need to know even the more. He have to have somebody to train you. Have you ever went on a job and they just place you at your desk and just told you to do the job? No. You had to get to know the benefits. You had to get to know what you had. And then they put you up under training for a while to get you trained. If they see after you had all that training that you're still doing the same thing, they can say, you know, we don't need you. Because we feel as if we train you long enough for you to know what needs to be made known. Is that not right? So why is it we as Christians, as saints... Feel as if we can come into the house of God and base things on how we feel instead of knowing what the word of God has to say. I feel like because I know the Bible from the front to the back, I need to be a teacher. I feel like because I know the Bible from the front to the back, I need to be a pastor. I feel like I've been in church for 20 years and I need to be placed where I think I need to be placed. But God has a way of doing things and we need to follow his way and his pattern. This is why the churches are so much out of order because man has made the church tradition. They have made it out of tradition. The tradition of men make the word of God a none effect. So when we come in the churches, we think that they're okay because they know God. But when you spend time with God and you know his order, you know his way of doing things, when you sit down in that church, you're going to know that's out of order. God don't assign drunkards to be deacons. God don't assign deacons to rule pastors. See, that's why I say people don't know. God don't assign people, millionaires, to run the church. So we out of order. But the reason why we keep that order is because they say that's the way it need to be. So they change scripture to make you feel like that's what God was saying now. So that's why you got to know about kingdom and you got to know how God's kingdom is set up and how his kingdom is run. First of all, notice this y'all dealing with the kingdom. God just didn't send anybody. He sent himself. Oh, we special. God just didn't send anybody. God said, I'm coming down off my throne. He said, I'm going to have to come down off my throne because when I created the heavens and the earth, I created them the way that I wanted them to be. And notice every time doing creation, God said, God saw, and it was good. God said, God saw, and it was good. So everything that God does is good, y'all. The enemy want to make it bad, but God said, I'll turn around what the enemy want to meant for your harm, and I'm going to make it for your good. He proved that in the Bible, even dealing with Joseph. Y'all remember he went from the pit? What was it? Prison and three Ps. Pit, prison, palace. And all of them represent Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. See, God was working in threes. So he went through something, and the thing that he went through, he tr now that's trust. 
See, when we say we trust God, can you trust him when you're in a pit? And it seems like you don't have no way out. I'm still talking about kingdom because in his kingdom, your trust has to be in him and not in yourself. So think about it. Joseph had brothers that he thought that really loved him. Did you know you can be amongst brothers and sisters and they can hate you? The enemy will put hate in their heart. Wasn't King and Abel and an example for us to let us know if you got a brother or sister that hates you, it is because they're allowing that demon spirit to use them to hate you. And there's a root for that hate. There's jealousy. There's envy. There's strife. There's offense. There's anger. They're saying, oh, mom and daddy love you more than they love me. I'm going to kill you. Come on, this is now. You got brothers and sisters killing themselves. So they threw Joseph in the pit. Why? Because they was jealous over Joseph. They were going to leave him there to die. But somebody say, that was not the plan of God. So no matter what people try to do to you, say, that's not the plan that God has for me. So no matter how bad it may seem, you got to say, that's not God's plan for me. And I don't have to accept the pit. So come on, he come out the pit. But then they took him and he lived amongst Potiphar. These were some rich men. And then he got lied upon. But even in the midst of lying, I want y'all to catch this. He would tell them everything that need to be told and they trusted him. They trusted him with everything that they had. But the wife, he knew she's off limit. Oh, why did he know this? Because see, he had a connection with God. He knew what the word of God was saying to him. See, in kingdom, to be kingdom people, you have to know the word of God. You have to know God's way of doing, God's way of being, and it's outside of the world's way of doing and being. Come on, he was sitting there with that woman. He had an opportunity to lay with another man's wife. She was giving it up and it was free. He could milk the cow for free. But he knew. He knew that that was not right. Come on, saints. Set apart ones. The ones that say they really know God. Quit milking these cows. Nobody, nobody, see, you don't supposed to, shh. You don't supposed to talk like that in the church. You, you don't talk, preachers don't talk like that. That's not God. That's what's wrong with the church and all these illicit affairs and fornication and adultery and lying and stealing and murders right in the church. It don't have to be out there. It's amongst the church folk. But Joseph, when Joseph had the opportunity, he had the chance. She told me, come on and lie with me. Joseph said, I have right to everything your husband have except you. And she kept coming at him. But you know what Joseph did? He ran for his life. Because he knew that's not right in the eyes of God. See, that's when you know, y'all come on now. That's what kingdom does. Kingdom does not serve the world. Kingdom serves God. God's kingdom. Do what God does. It honors his word, his way of doing. Not our way, but God's way. It's not your way. It's God's way. And the flesh is going to hurt. But they, but Joseph, he, he fled for his life, right? Guess what? The devil was mad. Because you wouldn't bow down to me. See, any sin that you go into and do on your own, you bowing down to it. Whomever you give your members to, that's whom you serve. That's whom you obey. That's in Romans, the sixth chapter. Whomever you yield your members to, that's who you serving. If you are serving of sin, you're going to yield your members to sin. If you are serving of righteousness, you're going to yield your members to righteousness. Don't say, oh, I didn't mean to do it. Tell the truth. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. But I know my God is a forgiving God. And I know what I did I should not have done. So I'm repenting. That means I'm turning from away from what I did was wrong. And God don't hold that against me. 
So guess what? He got lied upon. He went to prison. But everywhere he went, kingdom went with him. Y'all got to understand, everywhere that Joseph went, God's kingdom went with him and he was showing forth another kingdom. He was showing God's kingdom when he was in, what was it, Egypt, Potiphar, was that Egypt? He was showing forth God. So everything that they did to Joseph, Joseph turned it around for the good. The Bible said he had favor in Potiphar's house. He had favor even in prison. He was shut up in a dungeon, y'all. But God gave him favor even over the prisoners in prison. So God's kingdom was ruling over all. He left the prison. He went to the palace. I'm not going to go into that. But what I'm trying to show you when we're kingdom citizens... No matter what situation we're in, we show kingdom and that's how people know you're different. But what are you willing to give up to show kingdom? Whom are you willing to give up to show kingdom? Some of us don't want to give up things to show kingdom. So we're trying to justify it through the word. Whatever is written, it is written. Jesus did not come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. So that means the laws that God has set up is still here. They were not taken out of this Bible. So Jesus fulfilled the law. So when we go back and look at God's creation, the way God created things, we know he created it the way he wanted it created. He created it for good, did he not? After he got everything the way he wanted it to be, God created man. And he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Not only did he create us in his image, in his likeness, but he said, let them have dominion. Check this. I want them to rule over everything that I created. Isn't that awesome? I want man to rule over everything that I have created. So when we're created in his image and his likeness, we are spiritual beings, y'all. But we're supposed to represent his nature. People, when they see us, when we begin to talk, they know, oh, you save. So you don't have to tell people you save. You don't have to tell people that you from the kingdom of God. Because the life you live... It's going to speak for you. See, some of us, and the reason I said we play church is because when we're around certain people, we talk Jesus. Hallelujah, praise Jesus. God is good. God is awesome. But sooner or later, that's going to die off when somebody hit the right button. So you got to be real. Don't be trying to act like you're a Christian. Get your mind in subjection renewed through the word of God and you will live like who you are from the kingdom so God he set it up y'all and the thing that I'm telling you is God's purpose was to extend and establish his kingdom on earth that's God's purpose purpose to extend and establish his kingdom on earth if you go back to Genesis 1 26 through 28 God was telling them I want you to rule I want you to reign on my behalf this is his purpose for creating man I want you to rule and reign on my behalf I want you to replenish that means fill I want you to subdue the earth I want you to be master over the earth That means that God gave us dominion. He said, but I want you to fill the earth. How are we going to fill the earth? He said, because I'm giving you the right to be fruitful and multiply. That means that when each family come together, male and female. Y'all, come on. Let's be real. See, if you don't know how God's kingdom is structured, how God has set his kingdom up, we will go on man's way of setting something up. That's what's happening. God's original plan is right here in the beginning. When we die, check this. You're going to go to heaven. But you're coming back down here to a new heaven and a new earth the way God intended for it to be. Heaven is not your home. God is creating a new heaven and a new earth down here for you. So people are saying, I can't wait that I get to heaven. That's not where you're going to stay. 
Because you're coming back down here to a new heaven and a new earth. That's why God wants his kingdom preached now. He wants the kingdom of God preached his way of doing. His way of being. So when um, God created them, he created them in his image and his likeness. And he put them in the garden. But guess what he did? It, the name was Adam, but Eve was already in Adam. That Adam represent two beings, but it was one. Y'all don't get it? When male and female come together, they're one. So he called them Adam. That's why he called them Adam. So we know what he had to do. God formed a body, a shell out of the dust of the ground. That body was dead, right? But what God had to do, he had to breathe his breath, his life into that body for that body to become what? A living soul. That body would not have become a living soul without the breath of God. So you tell me, how can you make it without the life of God? See, people are thinking, I can make it without God. No, you can't. Because God is your creator. He's the one that created you. He put all your organs in you. He gave you vital signs. Man didn't do this. God just allowed man to get knowledge of the body and how the body is supposed to function. But to get it to do what it's supposed to do, that's God. Because they put you on life support on machines because they can't do what... They cannot do what the creator done. So they have to make do and get machines to breathe for you. But that's why we as kingdom people have to walk in on the scene. And that's why God put nurses and doctors and, and aides and people in the hospital to walk in a room while the machine is pumping. And speaking over that body, which is dead. And said, I speak life into you. See, God have people coming in on the scene and bringing the kingdom. And letting them know that the kingdom of God rules over all. But what do we do? Doctor, how long? Doctor, if we disconnect the machine, how would their life be? We're asking man. When we should be asking, I'm going to do like George Washington Carver, Mr. Creator, how did you create this? Mr. Creator, Elohim, how do you want this body to function? See, when we go to God and we ask him, we go to him because we trust him. God, I trust you more than man. Man say, I got to be on this medication for the rest of my life. But God, who is man that I should be mindful of him? God, you're not man that you should lie. Neither the son of man that you should change your mind. Have you not said it? Shall you not do it? Have you not spoken it? Shall you not make it good? God, I need for you to speak to me right now. Because you Elohim. You El El Yon. You the most high God. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? Because I know you the creator of all things. And you about life. You're not about death. You told me, God. There's blessings. And there's cursing. There's life. And death. But you said, I want you to choose life so you can live. So God, speak to me. I hear what they say, but you're the final answer. You're my answer. God, you said you will answer me. You show me great and mighty things that I don't know. God, I want the kingdom to come in on this thing because you know more about this person than they do, than I do. So speak now, God. And God will tell you something so simple that it would even amaze man. And that's how kingdom can come on the scene. But you know what we get used to, y'all? We get used to man having the final say. If man is not in God and don't have a relationship with God, we can't be listening to man. We got to be listening to El El Yon. We got to be listening to El Shaddai. The almighty God. 
We got to be listening to the all-sufficient one. We got to be listening to Jehovah Jireh, who's my provider today. God, I have to listen to Jehovah Shalom, who's my peace. So God wants us to bring kingdom on the scene. So he set it up. First, he created Adam, which was one. Then he put Adam in the midst of the garden. He put him in the midst of the garden and he told him, you can eat of every tree except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from that tree, he said, you shall surely die. So he gave man a right to everything except that tree. But he told him, the tree is here, but I'm going to give you a choice. See, that's where we miss it. God gives you the right to choose. But he's telling you what to choose. He give you the right to choose, but you don't choose outside of what's already written. No, uh, -uh. you do not choose out of what's already written. He's already written what he has already wrote. It's not going to change. Go through your Bible. Oh, I'm going to go through it. Because we need to know who we are. We're kingdom people. We're from heaven. We're citizens of heaven. So we go on what God says, not what the world says. See, Satan want to change things to benefit him because he's about death. God is not about death. He's about life. This is why Jesus paid the price for sin because sin represents death. The wages of sin, have y'all read that, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through who? Through Jesus Christ. So God said, I had to come off my throne to walk the earth to show you how heaven is. He said, I had to come off my throne because it wasn't a man that can live up to my standards. It wasn't a man that could take away the sins of the world. I needed someone who was without sin to be sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through him. So I'm going to say this. If anybody is in this room trying to get something right before you accept Jesus Christ, just die now. I'm being honest. If you're trying to get something right before you accept Jesus, you might as well just say, take me now. Because you can't do it. That's why God had to come down to earth and die for us so we can be able to live through Jesus, not through us. So we look at Adam and Adam and Eve, and I'm I'm lining it up because I want to go somewhere with this series. We see what happened. Once God created Adam, Eve was already in Adam. He told him what he did not want him to do. Catch this. When he was talking to Adam, he was talking to Eve. Because woman was already there. So Adam, he named the animals. But then guess what God said? He said, I don't want you to be alone. Now y'all catch this. People don't want to talk about this. He said, I don't want you to be alone. So I'm going to give you a monkey to live with you. I don't think the Bible said that. I don't want you to be alone. So I'm going to give you another man to live with you. The Bible didn't say that. Back it up. He said he created male and female. And he created male and female for them to be fruitful and multiply. Two men can't do that. Two women cannot do that. Okay. So he pulled Eve from Adam. They became one. Adam recognized, I got to leave mother and father. And now I got to cleave to my wife. Because she's flesh of my flesh and she's bone of my bone. We got that, right? So we have male and female coming together in marriage. Let me tell you about kingdom. We're talking kingdom. The way God set up marriage was for male and female. That means that's a woman and a man. He set it up not for that woman and man to come together to have sex until they are married married and it ain't none of this mess here well I done put a ring on it now we married no you're not in the eyes of God see he had laws that he made upon the land that you had to come stand together and y'all know all that right you had to come together as one you no longer your own you're one 
So he did this, but y'all know what happened. The devil come in on the scene, and guess what he had to use? He had to use God's creation. Why? Because he's the creator. He used the serpent. And when he used the serpent, what did he do? He deceived Eve. Adam ate from that fruit. Guess what happened? Things begin to what? Change. But God already had a plan. So God's plan and his purpose was to bring his kingdom here on earth for things to be the way God want them to be. So it's now it's up to us to learn God's way of doing things. When you learn God's way of doing things, you're not going to do it no more like the world does it. No matter what the world come up with, you know that's not how you live. When the world is trying, and this is what's happening in the world. When you go into the word of God, it says male and female, correct? Some people are not going to agree with this, but the Bible don't change. It don't change. He said male and female. He said man and woman, right? But people want to have rights because <clears throat> we as kingdom people, it's our job to proclaim the kingdom so people won't be distorted. We're supposed to tell people what the word says, the way God wants it to be, and that's going to give them the right to choose God's way and not the world's way. But if you see somebody coming together as two males and you hanging around them and you act like it's right and you save, you agreeing with what God does not agree with. That's not kingdom. People say, I don't have a right to tell people that you are kingdom citizen. Yes, you do. Do you have a right to knock somebody out if they come at you with a gun and try to shoot you? No, you don't have that right no more either. Just die and go to heaven. So some things you say you have a right to do and some things you say you don't have a right to do. What I'm saying is when you know kingdom's way, you don't want nobody to live the wrong way. What you want to do is tell them the right way. They make the choice. You don't make them make the choice. You just tell them kingdom, y'all. You don't let sin be amongst you and you don't bring forth truth just because you want to keep friends. No, you are out to make disciples. Disciples of the nation, you're out to see people come to heaven instead of going to hell. God don't want nobody to be lost. He want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So God set it up the way he would have it set up. We know there was some corruption, right? So he sent Jesus, Jesus showing us the right way. That's why Jesus said, I was sent to preach the kingdom because the world was so much in a mess, he had to show them God's way again. They were so much about evil, they thought that evil was good and good was evil. And Jesus had to come and let them know God's way of doing things. That's what we're supposed to do as kingdom citizens. You are citizens of the kingdom. You have a new identity. You've been born from above, not born of this earth. That's why he told Nicodemus, you must be born again to see or enter the kingdom of God. There's no other way to get into the kingdom. Your works is not going to get you in the kingdom. No matter how much you come to church, it's not going to get you in the kingdom. You got to have a change of heart. The only way you're going to have that change is knowing what Jesus have done on our behalf in order for us to enter or see the kingdom. So... Jesus came with the kingdom of God. He was preaching the kingdom. He was showing forth the kingdom. But when it was time for Jesus to leave the earth, this is what Jesus said. My kingdom is not of this world. If we remember that, when things begin to happen in our lives, we can look to him instead of looking at the things that's going on around us. When we look to him as citizens, we have a right to be taken care of. But you got to know your rights through the word of God. This is why when the pandemic came, people were so afraid, even church people. Now, if somebody walked in here now and saw all us gathered together, we'd be on WECT News. They would. They still not doing what they say they should be doing. But we are abiding by what they have set up. But we have to come together in fellowship to know about the kingdom so we can live the kingdom so people can see us differently from the way the world is, is being seen. So we see that you have to know your identity. If you don't know your identity, you're going to go on what the world is saying. 
You're going to do what the world is telling you to do. Now, dealing in the world, they're coming up with different things to try to save our lives. You already saved through Jesus Christ. The problem is, I'm going to tell y'all really what the problem is. All of us love this world so much we don't want to leave it. I'm being honest. We love this world so much we don't want to die. So if they tell you to put on foam masks, you're going to do it to keep from dying because you ain't ready to leave here yet. Come on, let's just be honest. I don't think I fulfill my life enough to leave here yet. So I'm going to do whatever they tell me to do to live because I don't want to die. You already have life in him. And when you focus on him and not on the things around you, no matter what happens in your life, you know where you're going. You know whom you're going to be with. So we shouldn't have that fear, should we? But we do because our minds are not renewed according to God's way. It's renewed. We're conforming to the world's way. So we see that when we go into the word of God and we grab hold to the word of God, we can live according to the word of God. We can live according to his way and not man's way. So whatever man say, we say, we hear what you're saying. But let me tell you what the word says. So when we line up with the word, y'all, we can live and not die. And then we can declare the works of the Lord. But if you're not living according to the word of God, you're already walking as a dead man and don't even know it. So Jesus came to present the kingdom of God. And that's what he want us to do is present the kingdom of God. Know that before you accepted Jesus, you lived just like the world lived. So when you accepted Jesus, guess what? Those habits, those ways of doing things are still a part of you. So that's why you have to go into the word of God and transform your way of thinking, your way of doing. And when you begin to transform your way of thinking and doing, you begin to see things kingdom way. Give you an example. People wonder how me and my husband make it. How in the world are they getting all that stuff? How, how are they make it? How are they living like they're living? Kingdom. There's no other way for us but kingdom. When things happen in our home, I remind myself, wait a minute, God, you chose me. So you're supposed to take care of me. So God, I need for you to tell me what I need to do in this situation. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know. And this situation don't look too good. That's how I talk to my father. Because me and him have a relationship. We like that. I said, Daddy, you love me. And you're going to do whatever is best for me. And matter of fact, you already know what's going to be done before it's done. So can you share that with me? Because I need some, a little bit of help right now. Have y'all ever talked to him like that? And say, you already know my beginning and my ending. God, you already know my in-betweens. Now, if you don't want to give me the in-betweens right now, it's okay. Just give me the right now. Have you ever talked to God like that? And I'm going to sit here, God, until I hear from you. Because God, right now, this don't look like it's possible. But you said you'll take the impossible and you'll make it possible only if I believe. God, I'm going to be like Mary right now. God, I need for you to, I want to conceive right now in my womb a word from you. I need a word so I can carry that word so that word can be delivered for this situation and this problem that I have. Y'all, and when I talk to God like that, God give me peace even in the midst of the storm. See, the peace that God give you, the kingdom's peace, is not like the world peace. You have peace in the storm and don't understand why you have this kind of peace and everything else is in turmoil, but you at peace with God. It is because you are a kingdom citizen and the peace that's within you gets stirred up and it begins to be spoken out of you because God is saying, the peace I give unto you. It's not the peace that the world has. This is a different peace. He says, so let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. See, God will begin to talk because you are a kingdom citizen. But if you don't know your rights as a kingdom, you accept any and everything. You accept what they're saying and doing. You will look forward to COVID-19. You will sit there and wait on COVID-19. You won't go about your business because you don't want to get no COVID-19. How can you quote Psalms 91 and looking forward to COVID-19? 
The Bible says that God is sitting on the throne of heaven and his kingdom rules over all. And he given us the keys to the kingdom, y'all. He said, I want you to rule. I want you to reign over earth. I want you to subdue it. I want you to master it. How do I do it? Through the word. That's why I need to be taught the word. Jesus taught his disciples about the kingdom before he left to be with the father. They had to go on kingdom. They couldn't go on what was going on around them. So that's what he want us to do. He want us to do opposite to what the world is doing. That's why when somebody slap you on one side, he said, let them slap you on another. Now, you know, he ain't talking about somebody knocking you out. But he's telling you kingdom is different. Bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. That's kingdom. Amen. Give and it shall be given unto you. That's kingdom. Amen. You even supposed to give unto your enemies. If they need a drink, give them a cold. God is telling us kingdom. He's telling us God's way of doing it. Guess what we're doing? You don't like me? I don't like you. You don't come see me? I'm not coming to see you. That's not kingdom. We do opposite of what the world does to bring God's kingdom here on earth. This is why it says our father. God is our father. Which are in heaven. His throne is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. His name is holy. His name is pure. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. God said I got heaven taken care of. Only thing I need for you to do is operate down here on earth on my behalf. That's why you my ambassadors. God said I want you to reconcile the world back to me. That's why he give you the ministry of reconciliation. He said, what I have given you, I want you to give to them. And that's why Jesus said, you're going to be hated because I was hated. And the reason why you're going to be hated is because you're not of this world. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. The way the world hates you, they, they already hated me. He said, the world only loved their own. If people are loving you, you need to check that. If the world is really in love with you, you need to say, Lord, what am I doing like they're doing? Because the world's supposed to hate you. Why? Because you show in kingdom. There's two. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of light. And there's a war between both of them. So if you're operating in the kingdom of light and you're hanging around the kingdom of darkness, y'all going to be at war with one another. Not unless you go to the kingdom of darkness and then they're going to love you. So this is why he said that he has transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. When you're transferred, that means you're not in the same place no more. So if you know that he's brought you out of that dark kingdom, why do you want to go back in darkness when you're in a kingdom of light and you got everything that you need in that kingdom? God's kingdom works totally different from the world's kingdom. Look at Ruth. Y'all remember Ruth? She left with Naomi. She made up her mind. Her mind, she had a steadfast mind. So Naomi did not refuse her with going with her. But the first thing that Ruth had to do, she said, I'm going to make your God my God. Light and darkness don't mix. So she made her God, you know, started serving God. Wherever you die, I'm going to die. Wherever you lay your head, that's where I'm going to lay my head. And guess what God did? Kingdom began to show up upon Ruth. Why? Because Ruth denied herself for the kingdom of God. And God showed up through Ruth and gave her favor through who? She got her Boaz, y'all. She didn't go out looking for no Boaz either. What she did, she was doing things the right way. She humbled herself. She would follow the reapers. Whatever they would drop, she would pick it up. And God turned on um, Boaz's heart and he began to look at Ruth in a different way. And he began to tell her, I heard about you. I heard about how you left where you were and how you come to serve our God. And from that time on, Ruth had favor. That's kingdom. Wherever you are, whatever situation you are in on your job, I'm here to tell you, favor is with you. Because God said, I will surround you 
with favor. So if people are, you know, coming against you, just say, God, you surrounded me with favor. God, you gave me favor with you. You're going to give me favor with man. God, everything that I do, I'm going to commit it unto you. God, I'm I'm working for you, not man. See, God want to be glorified wherever you go. You bring God's glory to the earth. Because God said, I want my earth filled with my glory. Guess where that glory is coming from? Through his people. So everywhere his people go, God's glory is going. And God's glory is his nature. So when we take God with us, people supposed to see him and not you. That's why Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus knew that he could not do this in his own self. He knew it took the father to do it. And that's the first thing you got to know. You got to give up you when it comes to the kingdom. God, it's not about me. It's not my way of doing. It's not my way of being. God, it is your way. God, here I am. I humbly submit myself unto you because you said you resist the proud. You give grace unto the humble. God, I don't want to be one of the proud. I don't want to be those that try to exalt myself above you so God I'm going with the spirit of meekness today and that's but guess what the enemy gonna meet you right where you are he said I'm gonna show you how meek you are because if we got stuff that's deep within us as soon as somebody say something to you wrongly guess what the meekness is gone Now the anger comes, but guess how God will change that around for you. Once you recognize what's going on, you go back to the person and say, forgive me. That was not what should have been said. Then they know that there is a change. They didn't have to try to make you change. You were hearing the Holy Spirit. So God is saying through these teachings, God is going to let you know who you are in the kingdom. He's going to let you know what you have. Now that you're in the kingdom, he's going to let you know how to operate in the gifts that he has given you. The nine gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. He has to let you know all of this because we're in a dying world, y'all. And we have to bring healing. We have to bring the prosperity. We have to bring the fruit of the spirit. We have to bring the gifts of the spirit as the spirit wills. So God said in order for you to go out and make disciples of nations, you got to know for yourself. And some of us are living like the world instead of living like the kingdom of God. So we want to start to make sure, first of all, you know your identity. We talked about that last Sunday. You have a new identity according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have what? Become new. That's why Paul said in Galatians 2, 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. I have a new identity now that I'm in Christ. I live according to him, not according to me. My way of doing is not based on me. It's based on Jesus. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. When you're bringing God's nature to the earth, his, his way of doing to the earth, you're revealing his glory. You're not coming out with attitudes like that because God is not about that. So those are the things that we're going to learn, y'all, so we can get through the next phase. Y'all, the next phase is coming. And if you couldn't live through the first phase, which was this pandemic, when the next one comes, it's coming on top of that one. You got to live according to the kingdom to make it. Everything that man is trusting now, have y'all noticed, is failure in it. God won't fail you. God will show people of the world that I'm God, that I'm the most high God. I'm El Elyon. He show people through you. So what we have to do is get into the word, allow the word to get into us. Don't put no other God before God. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. It's not about you no more. It's all about him. And that's the problem in the church. We're making it about us. We're here to serve him. We're here to do a work for him. It's not about us when people don't like us. They're not going to like you. Even church folks are not going to like you if they don't know who they are. They're going to come against you. Because the minds haven't been renewed yet. They haven't been changed for God to receive the glory. So y'all, it's time for us to preach and proclaim this kingdom. 
God's way of doing, God's way of being. When we do that, people will see him and he will be glorified, not us. So I don't want to get into the gifts because people want the gifts more than they want the giver. People want to go out and make a name for themselves to say, I laid hands and I healed. I spoke a word in somebody's life. When you know who you are now that you're in the kingdom, y'all, it becomes so much a part of you. You can walk up to somebody and say, be healed right now in Jesus' name. And go on about your business and you ain't waiting for nobody to pat you on the back and say, oh, it's because of you I'm healed. No, it's because of him. So we got to get rid of ourselves. We got to be empty of ourselves so much that we know that we have a father who can. God is a sovereign God, y'all. But he has given us control of the earth. Quit waiting on God. God is waiting on you. He put the keys in your hand. Quit begging God to heal you. He's already healed you. Quit begging God to prosper you. He's already prospered you. God's already done everything. He's not doing nothing else. He already died and paid the price. He's turned it over to us, y'all. So we have to do what Jesus already done according to the word. Let's be about kingdom. Amen. Let's preach kingdom. I'm going to tell y'all something. I love this word because I know since me and my husband have trusted God in everything that we're doing, y'all, he's still moving in our direction. And I mean, he's moving and he's moving. And he's moving. And it just seems like when something else happened over here, God already done took care of it before we already knew what had happened. God's already fixed it. Why? Because that's trusting kingdom. That's trusting in what he's doing and not in what we can do. You got to be willing to let go of what you're doing. You got to be willing to trust God more than you trust in yourself. Because even self will fail us. Amen. Our plans have to line up with his plans. And I want to tell you something. We got people in this room right now that have trust kingdom so much that God has brought them from this place now to this place. And he's getting ready to take them even farther than they can even imagine. Why? Because they have given up their way of doing and they're doing it God's way. Y'all, it's not about us. It's about him getting the glory, him getting the honor, him getting all the praise. And remember this, there are laws in this land. If we didn't have laws, where do y'all think those laws come from? Excuse me? The word. And he put them in our heart. If, if a stop sign is there, we know we're supposed to stop. And if we don't stop, Anthony, we're going to get a ticket if you're behind us, right? He's going to do his job. And ain't no time for us to be, oh, Anthony, you, we, we peeps. You're going to get your peeps a ticket. No, he need to do his job. I don't care how, I'm your mama, buddy. Mama, take the ticket. I'm telling you, we have to follow the laws of the land. We have to follow God's laws, y'all. Just like we follow the laws of, God has laws. And we have to go by his, y'all, when you go by what he say, you don't miss nothing. I'm a living witness. You're a living witness, aren't you, apostle? You don't miss nothing when you, when God sends somebody to you and give you a word, take it. Because God is showing himself to you. He's proving himself to you. But some people think they know more than the one that God is sending and they miss God and they get into stuff. God want to reveal himself even the more to us. Teresa, God is revealing, baby. Over and over again, God is making you a light, even in the midst of your family. And your light is getting brighter and brighter and brighter and it's getting so bright. The only thing you got to do is say and just go on now because God said, I'm speaking through you. I'm using you for my glory and whatever the enemy try to make for your harm through your family, through your household. God said, I already turned it around even before he's even tried to make it for your harm because you're in my word and you trust in me. And for some reason, I see you, Teresa, like this in your word and you like, You look up and you write, okay, you writing it down and you saying, God, 
That's for me. God, I can live off of that. This is what God is saying in his word. When Jesus was saying, man don't live by bread alone. God is saying this to you, Teresa. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, that's how God said, I want you to live. By my word and my word alone. And I'm going to prove myself even in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. He said, they're going to come to know that I am who I say I am through you because you're letting the word of God come alive. And that's what God said he wants. So I'm telling you, y'all, when you trust God, I mean, trust God. I mean, truly trust God. When you ain't moving but saying, even if you got to offer, no, I trust God. You're going to see, you're going to see it, but they're going to see the outcome. That this is God and not you. Oh, y'all, I got another test. I'm going to hold off on this one. Because God is just that good. He know what to do and how to do it. And guess what? He pop up at the right time. I mean, he'll pop up at the right time. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Because he said he will. But God said, let go of you. Let go of what you're trusting. And trust me. And you will see that I'm whom I say I am. That's who God is. Amen. Do we have any announcements? Any announcements at this time?